Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Ball Blast podcast. This is our special weekly edition. The awesome Matthew Betts is joining me today for our injury update. How's it going, Betts? Oh, it is going, Kate. I am uh, I'm on cloud nine this morning. It is Tuesday morning about 940 <laughs> Eastern time uh, in the morning, the, the day after Monday Night Football. And I, I don't know how. I have no idea how, but the Eagles are just still in the playoff hunt. <laughs> so oh, I'm very excited for the Cardinals uh, making the Cowboys <laughs> just look absolutely embarrassed. I'm on a net football and that Kenyon Drake rushing touchdown at the end won me a week. So I'm sure other listeners out there can relate or maybe they're on the other side of the coin with that. But um, fantasy football is infuriating and fun at the exact same time. Yes, we spend so much time analyzing it. And then it, it comes down to a Kenyon Drake 60 some odd touchdown i i can't uh because as soon as he gets that i leave him on my bench but you know what it's fine i'm coping it's all right um i am i'm excited i feel like this week was relatively knock on wood quiet um from an injury standpoint tell me how you're you're feeling everybody be sure also to follow bets on twitter at the fantasy pt uh, be sure to check out the Ball Blast Football Injury Tracker, which is also managed by Matthew Betts uh, over at ballblastfootball.com. We've got lots of great stuff over there. Um, how are you feeling about this week's injuries, Betts? Should we just dive in? Yeah, let's dive into it. I think overall the take-home is, yeah, this week relatively um, not that bad. We have a couple of Eagles to talk about here, but overall not a, a ton of serious injuries, um, which in previous weeks it felt like we, you and I were talking for like, you know, 45 Hours. minutes about these injuries. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Eagles injuries uh, seem to be par for the course. So let's just dive in. Miles Sanders with a left knee injury. Uh, doesn't look like we have a definitive diagnosis, but uh, could miss one to two weeks. Uh, what are your, your guts? Is this a sprain? Is this, uh, it, uh, are we lucky that this wasn't something more serious? Yeah, I think we got lucky with this one because if you watch the the play, it was on that 74-yard touchdown, or not touchdown run for him, but he fumbled, and then J.J. Ortega-Whiteside recovered it in the end zone. On that play, he kind of gets his left leg trapped underneath the defender and kind of twists a little bit, and usually when that happens, you're worried about a potential meniscus injury. It sounds like, based off the reported timeline here, um, of one to two weeks, he's avoided any type of injury for that. I, you know, it's hard to comment because some teams give us a ton of information. Some teams don't. And right now the Eagles aren't giving us much. So right now we just kind of have to roll with the one to two week timeline. Regardless, though, he is definitely going to be out for Thursday Night Football this week. He'll get that kind of mini bye week, so to speak, after that to potentially get ready uh, moving forward. But it sounds like we avoided a long term injury here, which is great news if you're a Miles Sanders manager. Now, if you are the Miles Sanders manager, is Boston Scott like tippy top? ahead of your waiver wire priorities this week? I think he's intriguing for sure, especially if you need a running back. I mean, he's going to touch the ball probably 15-plus times against the Giants on Thursday Night Football. So you definitely like that, and they've used him in the passing game before. 
it's just, I mean, Miles Sanders, even Miles Sanders was struggling to get going on the ground. I mean, I know when you look at the stat line, you might be like, oh my gosh, this Betts guy is an idiot. Like, look at what he did those last couple of weeks. But it took 74-yard rushes to get Miles Sanders into rushing relevance. So the offensive line is just so, so injured in Philly. They're literally starting one starting lineman this this week, and that's wow. Jason Kelsey at the, the center position. So... Yeah, I mean, it's based off what you need, right? If you need a, a plug-and-play like RB2 that can get you 10 points, yes, Boston Scott's going to be fine. But I don't think we'll see a, a top-10 week by any means uh, from Boston Scott. Well, that's that's not super encouraging, although I do I, I agree with you. He's had one of the most deceiving stat lines of any player that I can think of in the last two weeks uh, just because he did have just a couple of those broken-off plays um, you know, defensive strategy, a non-existent, and he just breaks off a, a monster run. So, um, you know, I definitely a, a concept that I love to watch out for is is those players that that might be deceiving you. So, it, definitely something to consider, especially with their offensive line situation. How about Raheem Mostert, the love of my life? High ankle uh, sprain. Uh, sounds like he's going to be out at least three weeks. They might place him on IR. Uh, we've got. Tevin Coleman, who's still, I believe, on IR. Uh, wh- who does that leave us with? Jarek McKinnon? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And I thought of you when this news came out, <laughs> as I always do with any Raheem Mostert news. So uh, I, I feel for you today. Yeah, but it's tough, right? Raheem Mostert, of course, missed time with the MCL injury earlier this year. And now he has the high ankle sprain. So I project him to probably miss about four to six weeks. And I would be shocked if they didn't put him on short-term IR. Hopefully they do so that we can put him on our, our, our IR spot in our leagues. But back to the, the backfield there. Yeah, Tevin Coleman is not expected back this week. I was just reading a report on ESPN about that. Um, obviously, we talked about Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson has been out with a calf injury the last couple of weeks. He has a chance to return, but if he doesn't, it's Jarek McKinnon and it's Jamichael Hasty. Uh, he is the the depth piece there behind those running backs. So it could be a situation where if someone dropped Jarek McKinnon in your league, to me, he is the highest waiver wire priority because we've seen him be a top 24 back multiple weeks when Raheem Mostert has been out. Absolutely. And he's got such high receiving upside. How about Mark Ingram? So He's a guy that I was very high on coming into this season, and unfortunately, he has just not come to fruition. Um, you know, the the Ravens' run game, as strong as it has been, has not hasn't really involved the running backs too much. And when it has, it's been just a a constant carousel for us. So, Mark Ingram's injury—he wasn't fantasy relevant to begin with. This might actually clear things up for some fantasy managers. Who would you rather have moving forward? So marking him week to week, would you rather have Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins at this point? Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe this is a conversation because the, the clear and obvious choice in, you know, if you're not even watching the games and you're just kind of looking at um, draft capital and those sort of things, it's like, oh, yeah, obviously it's J.K. Dobbins who was, you know, a dynasty darling in rookie drafts just a few months ago. But they are giving Gus Edwards work. I mean, 14 carries last week. He didn't do anything with them against Philly. Just 26 yards on the ground, 1.9 average, which is not great. But they're giving him work, and he's seen double-digit carries multiple times this year. Meanwhile, J.K. Dobbins has kind of been, I don't know, back and forth. And sometimes they use him, and sometimes they don't. So I wish I had a strong conviction on which one I would rather have. I do think both guys need to be rostered. But it is worth monitoring because 
they're on by this week. And then there's a chance that Mark Ingram comes back. So if you're adding one of these backs, I'm hesitant to spend a lot of fab on them. I would say maybe a dollar or two, maybe three at most. Like, I don't think Mark Ingram misses much time. And if he does, I'd be really, really surprised. All right. Joe Mixon uh, with a foot sprain day to day. Uh, he was listed as questionable and eventually returned to the game. Uh, didn't really do much after that. How do we look at Gio Bernard moving forward? Because he's another guy that we have seen be productive when he's he's actually gotten the work. He's a capable pass catcher. How how concerned should we be about Joe Mixon? Uh, just in you know, is he a must play at this point with a, a a foot sprain, or is he a guy that you know maybe we can we can flex out because uh, for somebody in a, a plus matchup, is he a must play moving forward? At least until I think he's, he's healthy. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, right now I'm not super concerned about the foot injury. He did come back into the game, and by all accounts, everything is minor at this point. But we need to see what happens in practice. You know, we're recording this, like we said, on Tuesday morning. So I imagine he'll probably miss practice on Wednesday, but look for some limited or potentially even full practices for Thursday, Friday. So if that is the case, I have more confidence in Mixon, but it's probably too early to say uh, for this week specifically. This one is a bummer. Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, week to week with a groin strain. This dude has just not been able to stay on the field so far in 2020. Uh, how long can we expect him to be out with this? And is it something that's going to linger like uh, we saw with OBJ last year with his groin injury? Uh, OBJ's was a little bit different and definitely more uh, serious on when you're talking about kind of the, the spectrum of how these can can be pretty minor or really severe. And, and for OBJ, it was more severe. For Parker, I'm actually not too, too worried about it. it. It seems to be one of those minor injuries. It is worth mentioning, too. You know, the game was done at that point when he got injured. So it's hard to say if it was a truly, like, serious injury that they were never going to put him back in for or if the Jets are just so bad and they're like, you know, Devontae, we don't need you for these last three drives. Just go ahead and sit this one out. Um, but regardless, they are on bye this week in week seven. And so I do think Devontae Parker has a chance to not miss any game time and be, be able to come back in week eight and be okay moving forward. That's awesome. And if he is injured, um, Preston Williams is a guy definitely to watch out for on your waivers. He might be somebody uh, that could get dropped just given the bye week. So keep an eye out for Preston Williams because he, he has looked better. Um, how about tight end Zach Ertz, who has not been fantasy football relevant? This has to break your hearts, bets your own Eagles tight end. Uh, what is it? I, I think we have two questions here. So he suffered a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out at least three weeks. Um, I'm not sure if they, they intend to place him on the, the IR or not, but let's talk about the injury. And then I think we need to talk about, does the injury even matter? Cause it, were we going to be able to continue playing Zach Ertz? Oh Lord. I don't know. I, I mean, it matters obviously because I think people that had, Zach Ertz, we're just hoping for a bounce back at some point soon. But now it just takes the guessing game out, right? Like, don't even, you don't have to think about it. He's, he's not in your lineup. You don't have to think about it. There's no headache anymore, at least for the next month or so. He's dealing with high ankle sprain. And so we'll see how long he actually misses. I suspect they probably will put him on IR. So certainly stash Zach Ertz, put him on your, your IR spot and see what happens, you know, come December down the stretch. But yeah, it's, it's a scenario where I don't think anyone saw this coming. 
especially given the perfect storm, right? All the wide receivers injured, Dallas Goddard injured. It's like, all right, Zach Ertz, it's your time, buddy. And he's been like the, the tight end, like 21 or something like that in fantasy points. So yeah, this at this point, obviously he's out for several weeks and it is worth monitoring too. Dallas Goddard, if he is on your waiver wire, you need to add him immediately. He is getting close. It's coming back. And obviously without Zach Ertz on the field, he would step right into that every down roll and hopefully catch passes from Carson Wentz, unlike Zach Ertz. Uh, I don't know that he plays this Thursday. He wasn't on the injury report this week. So that means he is still on IR. They haven't activated him yet, but I do think he'll be back. If not this week, at least for week eight. That's fantastic news for Dallas Goddard. He was, uh, I believe the tight end seven on uh, the two, two games that he played. I'm not counting week three because he did play limited snaps. Um, after he got injured. But I, I mean, I think even in dynasty formats, do you think Dallas Goddard is, uh, if if the Ertz manager came to you as the Dallas Goddard manager and said, let's do a swap, let's swap straight up. Are you doing it just to get Zach Ertz off your roster? Like, would you prefer Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz? Yeah, give me Dallas Goddard. Ooh. I mean, you just just look at the way they're playing the game and the advanced analytics and metrics support that Dallas Goddard, you know, obviously it's a limited sample size, but he has been more explosive this season. And, you know, you're getting that extra time, right? Like with Zach Ertz, if you have him, you are now understanding, okay, I haven't been able to start him for almost every single week this year, and now I won't have him for four weeks. And at that point, you know, we're looking at, that's like week 10, week 11, potentially that this is going on. And Dallas Goddard's going to be back sooner. So I'm more confident in, in Goddard rest of season. Certainly, I'm more confident that he'll get back to full strength as far as his health sooner than Zach Ertz. So yeah, for me, this starlet really isn't even that close. Oof. Uh, and Zach Ertz is droppable, correct? If we don't have room on our IR? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you have to. If you need to, you need to win now, right? To, to make that playoff push, you don't really have a choice. All right. Johnny Smith, week to week with an ankle sprain. Um, he ended up uh, exiting the game, had his ankle taped up, um, didn't actually make a return, but you see he was he was sort of working on it. He was, uh, I think, hoping to jump back in the game there, but it didn't happen. Um, now, what do we think about Jonu Smith? Does this seem like it could be a lingering injury? Do we have any MRI results, anything that we can uh, sort of ascertain how severe this really is? Yeah, by all accounts, it looks to be pretty minor. And the the reason I say that is because he was a guy that if you watched uh, the game, there was kind of some clips of him on the sideline, like running sprints, uh, practicing some blocking drills, things like that, that said he was probably pretty close to coming back in if they needed him to. Um, but with these ankle sprains, you know, at the time of injury, it's not that bad. And then as the, the hour passes, the swelling builds and the stiffness builds and, and pain and that sort of thing. So um, I think he'll be OK moving forward. Again, wouldn't be shocked to see him miss practice time. But the fact that he was so close to coming back in tells me this probably isn't a super serious injury. I think he actually has a chance to even play this week. Wow. All right. Well, that is very exciting news because there is literally no other body that I can <laughs> I can replace at this point. I'm running out of human tight ends to slot in there. <laughs> I have one more question for you before we head out. As the resident Eagles expert, um, oh, with Lord. these injuries, I need to know. So obviously we have the emergence of Travis Fulgham. Is there anybody else worth adding on waivers this week, uh, just given the multitude of injuries within that offense? Yeah, it's actually a really, really great point, Kate. The 
Eagles wide receiver room should get healthy soon. We have uh, Alshon Jeffrey, who obviously hasn't played at all this season, coming off of his Liz Frank surgery from December of last year. So this will be uh, the first time we see him on the field. I'm not saying he plays this week, but he's getting really, really close. So monitor that. And then, you know, again, what are you going to get from him in his first game or two back? Probably not a ton, but he's worth a speculative ad, especially in a deeper league, I think, if you need wide receiver help. And then the other one that I am more excited about is Deshaun Jackson. He looks like he is trending in the right direction. Potentially for this week, he was limited in practice on Monday. We'll see what he does today and tomorrow. But Deshaun Jackson, you know, when he's been on the field, is productive for this team. He just hasn't been on the field. So they're both really volatile plays. uh, But someone has to catch passes besides Travis Fulham. You You would think so? Um, you would I, think <laughs> I'm not too confident, but that's okay. Everybody, please be sure to check out our work over at ballblastfootball.com. Give bets a follow at the fantasy PT on Twitter. Give me a follow at FF Ballblast, and please be sure to follow the Ballblast football account at ballblastfb on Twitter, on Instagram. We've got so many uh, awesome projects in the work. We just keep uh, keep having these meetings, churning out great content. Uh, exciting minds are at work and and we hope to help you win those fantasy football championships so please if you have any fantasy football questions heading into week seven waiver wire pickup questions anything of the sort please add us on twitter at ballblastfb fb